from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed. In this great, big, beautiful world, which we all share and recognize boundaries. And that is what is going to be the subject of this episode. Recognizing boundaries. And this is episode number 209. Earnest reality. What? You don't like the United States of Mexico? What's wrong with you? Before I go on, I wanted to thank my listeners in Stockholm, Sweden. Thank you very much for listening and thank you for your support. I got a letter from a fellow named Lance. And he wanted me practically, well, he actually said he dared me to breach this subject, which is in the news. And uh, it was a really funny letter, basically, jokingly, not not insultingly, but, I mean, jokingly, basically saying, well, if you got the balls, I bet you're not going to be willing to talk about this. And I said, well, <laughs> lay it on me, because it's not too much we're not willing to talk about here, so... He didn't want his contents of his letter uh, uh, read on the air, which is fine. He just wanted me to know basically where he was coming from. And if I would be willing to talk about this subject, perhaps, I don't know, on his behalf somewhat or sharing his feelings and trying to kind of put this thing together and i said okay sure fine so this is not entirely me speaking although i'm technically speaking um just some of the things i wanted to share with you that is coming from others and the idea of that is to see how you feel and you know what's your take on this so uh, other than that, where to start? I guess I will start at the beginning. There is a supposition that is supposed to normally exist. And that supposition, uh, if I may call on an old phrase, which is good fences make good neighbors, is that... For that very reason, throughout, if you look throughout human history, <clears throat> whereas we have unending documented evidence, at least in particular since recorded human history, that there are different people. Now, I'm saying this because if you are in the what apparently has become the minority. If you are able to think intelligently and rationally, 
then what I just said to you is a no-brainer. It's a no-shocker. You listen to it and you say, uh, yeah. But you would be surprised to know how many people that this does not, just doesn't work, doesn't, can't seem because of all the 30 years of woke and, and convoluted logic, they simply lack the capacity to wrap their fucking head around this. So that's why I'm saying this, okay? Okay. Now, if you, meaning the proverbial you as in society, as in a group, as in a government, as in anything, if you are going to proselytize the virtues, the endless virtues of, say, call it democracy, and call it freedoms, and call it rights, and if you're going to do this endlessly and relentlessly, and crying like a baby in some cases, and pounding and stomping your feet, and carrying your fucking signs, mm, and want equal rights for snails. When do we want them? Now. Mm. That kind of bullshit. Um, here's a uh, news flash for such people. You see, if you look throughout recorded human history, all of these various civilizations and all the ones that have been thoroughly studied where they have records, everything, you, you name it, going back to the, the Egyptians, the Assyrians, certainly the Romans, and countless other cultures, if you will, that in and of itself, listen carefully to this. Now, if you are... The adult in the room listening to this, please, if you have a younger person that you can figuratively or, I don't know, perhaps even physically, I mean, don't harm the person, of course, but I mean, yeah, you grab them by the scruff of the collar or something and get their ass over to this to listen to these words. Now, here's the deal. You have these cultures, and these cultures represent everything from their different religions to, well, a million different things that are unique, by definition, to their culture. Okay? Okay. That is what makes them a unique fucking culture. It is not by constantly and unendingly. They did not get there by blending everything together. They didn't get there. That's not how it works. In the development of all of this, they had very clearly defined parameters. That means they had what's called an identity. This is something, one of the things, one of the biggest things that in recent years is missing from your average American is actual identity. And this is why, for instance, be it right or wrong, that's a separate issue. That's a separate issue. Maybe I can get to, hopefully, but it's a separate issue. It's not to evaluate the rightness or the wrongness of that identity, 
But at least it's very important to have an identity. And for instance, there are many um, Americans, Northern Americans, let's say, who have chastised the Southern Americans for many years of their culture, language, everything in modern media, cartoons, references. It's been done for a very long time, but really not so much. This did not, was not really part of, of the whole thing going on of public consciousness in the U.S., until after the Civil War. We're talking post-1865. And then it was okay as a demarcation to start all the the real jokes about the so-called inferiority of Southerners and Southern culture. And that took hold very, very, very strongly And of course, if you do something like that, not to mention the fact that you did have a civil war and, uh, you know, the North really did, you know, pretty much ass flatten the South. Yeah, that that kind of, you know, that kind of builds resentment. Come on. I mean, anyone anyone would do that. Again, this is not, we're not going into, this is not a history lesson of right and wrong and this, that, and the other, and slavery and all the other things. And I don't want to hear also the diversion tag. Well, you can't really talk about that unless you talk about, no, fuck you, yes, you can. Yes, you can. We're not going into your word salad trap. We're not doing that bullshit. Not here. But anyway, all of these in history, these various countries separated by, you know, continents and, and so forth, and a great deal of time, but they had, they had their own thing. They had their own deal. The, for instance, even at, you know, as, con- as time contemporaries, of the time of saying the rising of the Roman Empire versus Greece. You know, okay, they had some things in similar, you know, that were similar. They also had a hell of a lot of things that were different. And I'm talking, we're talking about the period, this is not at its peak, not by, you know, because of course Rome was around for quite some time. We're talking about when they were, they were still a rapidly, you know, um, increase uh, developing uh, nation, but they still, but they were not uh, necessarily threatening or at war with Greece, and they were, for the time being, they were, you know, pretty much cool because Rome was Rome's thing, and Greece was Greece's thing. So there was a tolerance. There was it was what it was, and that was only because. Rome had not, didn't have the capacity. It did not have the capacity yet to defeat and impose its will on Greece. Because, you know, if you want to talk about, and it's, there's no irony lost on me that 
America is everything from its structures, literally, I mean, Wall Street, the columns, the whole thing. We've based so much of America, and even George Washington and the goddamn founding fathers recognized this, was so much was based on a concept from Rome. It goes, there's, there's that connection that we connected. There's this goddamn obsession about Rome. But the fact of the matter was, way back then, as it is today, we look on, there's just so much grandeur and might and the Colosseum and all this other horseshit. But the deal is, if you were a vassal state, if you were under the heel of Roman rule, uh, yeah, it wasn't all that grand and wonderful and wasn't all that and wasn't all too pleasant. And it wouldn't take too awful long in Rome's development for them to demonstrate this for people to learn once Greece had fallen. Because, ironically, when they're using, when the Romans are using the terms for barbarians, but ironically, they were the ones who were the barbarians overcoming the Greeks. For a very quick example of this, if you go to any museum um, and ask, or ask a curator, or ask one online, and at the peak of their development, as far as the arts, I'm talking about Rome, and their sculptures, they paled in quality. Not saying they weren't good, by that time they had, had gone through quite a bit of improvement and development, but they pale in comparison. Their, their artwork, there's so much in their the arts. Everything from the practical, the, um, the pottery making, but particularly um, all of the math and, and structure and everything that goes into sculptures. You can almost instantly tell with a little bit of knowledge and training, for instance, a, uh, a a very good, you know, sculptures from the Greeks versus the Romans. The Roman stuff was far inferior by comparison. That's a fact. Sorry, just the fucking way it is. So, but they were, you know, they were the original, um, the OGs of their time. So they, you know, went through the world, you know, kicking ass and taking names but that's and they and they got all this tremendous amount of land but there is a difference between quantity and quality and that is part of what i am talking about here because there are people that simply do not understand where the problem lies here are people who do not understand this. They do not understand the importance of having a separate culture. Now, this is not an examination of that culture or a valuation of that culture, but I'm saying if, I'm just saying, 
If you want to protect that culture and keep that culture alive, then by definition, it does pretty much have to be isolated. That's what makes it a culture, for better or for worse. Now, for instance, if you take the Greeks, or let's say the Minoans, or whatnot, you could say, well, yeah, there was this influence and that influence, and yeah, they have these, there was the, you know, the, the Hellenistic period, and you can have that, and it comes in, okay, so this influences that, but the problem, here's the problem. Um, they had constant internal strife because of this, and of course, um, there was no way to save it, and compared to, even as long as Rome lasted, it pales in comparison to the oldest civilization ever to be known or recorded on Earth. Originally, it's China. And for, again, better or for worse, they were not adapting all over the place and incorporating and matter of fact that whole wall you know that fucking thing that most people have called the great wall that was not meant as a prison wall to keep the people in that was meant to keep invaders out and at that time primarily the biggest threat were the the mongols so you have to do this if you want to have a society of your own. It is important as a part of your identity. No matter who you are, it's important for your identity because your identity should be very important to your well-being as you are. So the contradiction amongst certain people um, that they don't they want to they want to impose a different reality they want to say okay well this should be everything should be in complete inclusion and just all these fucking people everyone can just come in and do whatever they want more or less Come on, I'm not meaning this literally. They're going to argue, no, no, we didn't say that, and they have to da-da-da-da-da. No, no, fuck, I don't mean that. I'm saying that means, in reality, yes, they can come in and do whatever they want. That's the reality. And there are people who cannot grasp this concept that there are those of us, and I'm not talking just again this thing because it's not that it's an ideology difference it's a cultural difference and that is not based on race i.e. old white males it is not so much based on that as it is a a value system and thinking in other words that is our culture and I don't apologize for it whatsoever. And if you're white, neither should you. 
absolutely no fucking guilt whatsoever at all, period, zero, zilch, nada. So, did I make that part clear enough? <laughs> you can't have it both ways. I'm talking about the you-know-who wokish people there. You can't have it both ways. Reality doesn't work both ways. It's an on-off. It's binary. It's either correct or it isn't. And anything else is hypocritical. You can't say to people, well, you know, we want you to be more inclusive. Mm. We want you to get part of your culture mm. and come in here and do this, that, and the other. And on the other hand, I'm saying, okay, well, everything about that I despise. And that's part of my culture. Well, what about my rights or my culture? What about my cultural heritage and my fucking rights? Well, that's antiquated and this and bullshit. That's the bullshit argument that doesn't jive. You see, again, if you go back, way back again in time, for the various tribes that lived all through South America, for example, there is a reason why there are very different, they are very different uh, aspects of, if you look at, say, Mexico, all the way down to Argentina. Generally speaking, do they speak Spanish? Yes, of course. But, but very different, very, very different aspects of their culture. Really different. And particularly, if you want a contrast, do they both speak Spanish? Yes. Mexico speaks Spanish, and so does Spain. But it's different. And if you um, were talking to quite a few Spaniards and Spanish people, uh, they generally don't want to associate themselves politically, intellectually, culturally, at all fucking whatsoever to do with Mexico. And now that is the truth. I know that may be painful, but it, it, it's truth. They are like, in so many ways, they are like night and day. They are like night and day. And for the most part, you know, if you're, you know, they say, well, the only common is, well, they speak Spanish. Well, I mean, the Irish, because there's all, along that continuum, there's all different gradients. I know in the old the very old Irish, a lot of that's dying off, but even so, even to this day, in quite a few villages, it still exists, where they speak the old Irish, and even the fucking Irish, the Irish who are Irish, <laughs> born in Ireland, even they have a hard time understanding them. And I was told this by, well, Irish people. <laughs> but they're... Their cultures, and 
I don't know. I don't know if you want to extend this culture's values, you know, all that are so different and they simply recognize it. They recognize that and accept it and leave each other the fuck alone. So in other words, now this whole thing about sending we're sending now we're sending the National Guard to our borders. This whole idiotic fiasco, and please bear in mind, I'm not worried so much about how it looks to France, because France, they're on the same page with us. They understand the game, and so does Germany, and hell, for that matter, so does Canada. But China, I'm just saying, is they just they look at us as utter. I'm not saying necessarily Americans, okay? I'm talking the government, okay? But we just seem as weak and confident buffoons because we cannot do the simplest thing. And I, as, as I have said many times before, what do you do when you cannot even decisively control your own fucking borders? Well, you don't sound very nice. We could negotiate. We'll just leave the border kind of open, maybe, and I don't know. Mexicans seem nice. <laughs> so, here's a deal that I've said countless times. All of this is immaterial to the bigger point. And I'd like to finish this with what I consider to be for the right person. So if you are listening out there, wherever you may be, and you have a few brain cells left in your head, if the ideas and value system of woke has not destroyed that, <laughs> um, the question comes down to what do you I mean, you personally, what do you personally want to be able to do as a consequence of this? Because here's the thing. If you have a situation, now we, I could sit here and I could use the whole time in the program and I could talk about the relative merits of this or that point or immigration, I could just go on and on fucking ad nauseum about this, and it doesn't matter a shit biscuit. And it doesn't matter because while all that's going on, which would be essentially kicking the can, things are going on in life here in America and for the worse, <laughs> not for the better. And maybe I don't know. Maybe if you want me to, I would like I would like to do tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to do a second part to this, but only if I hear from you. If I hear from you, you drop a comment and you say, yeah, Ernest, you you know, I will pick this up in a next episode if you like. I just gotta hear from you. That's all. Just say, yep, I like that, or or I don't like that, or whatever the hell it is, one way or the other. But let me know something, and I'll see what I can do. More than likely, I will. 
But it comes down to what, in the midst of all this, what do you want to do personally? Because no matter if you have an, un, an untainable situation, let's just say, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that I could propose solutions, and any number of you could basically do the same thing. And, and we have workable solutions. And actually, I believe there are very, very effective and workable solutions. But because of so many other factors, if that is realistically not possible, then once again, you're kind of corralled and you keep being corralled into a corner because of that. And it forces you into this. It's not that you wanted that choice, but this is what you're given. And so the choices keep being narrowed down for you. And I'm talking about you personally. Because I like to talk about this situation and situations like this. I like to talk about things in broader terms for society. I like to go that route first which I have many times done that, been there, done that. But I'm saying in a particular case, if something seems untenable, then you have to go to plan B. And in this case, what do you want to do to protect yourself? Yourself, your property, your family, your yourself. And that's all going to depend on your own, you know, personal circumstances, what it is you want to achieve, and other factors as well. And that's what you would talk to me about. That's how you reach me. That's how you reach out to me, because that's what I'm here for, because I can't. I obviously I can't lay everything out right here and now. But that's available. That is available as an option if you understand and you are in agreement that you are in an untenable situation. And unfortunately, it's my belief, generally speaking, that that has what unfortunately has come to pass in America right now. So Lance, I actually called you on your bet and I did uh, the program on what you suggested and there you have it. And um, you can drop me a line and let me know if uh, it was everything that you had hoped for. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to theearnestmanshow.com, find this particular episode number, and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are 
mm, good words or what are mm, those bad words. I want you to have the freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions. <laughs>